Hey, what's up, guys? I'm so glad that you're joining me here on the podcast, and I just wanted to dive into something that's super important and um, something that we really see across kind of the whole spectrum of successful people. And this is just something that is a major key to success, and we're going to go into why why it's hard to build, how you, and then how you can actually build it yourself. So we all like to talk about emotional intelligence. I think this is pretty common, especially in the workplace. Um, it's becoming a new hot topic, you know, with families, friends, um, just in general conversation, because we're realizing that IQ is not the only thing and that EQ is actually extremely valuable to build um, if you want to be a successful person. Um, and I would argue that emotional intelligence is actually more important than IQ um, because you know you can learn things you can keep growing but EQ is something that it takes a little bit more it just it's a little bit harder to build I would say so anyway so we're gonna get into uh, self-awareness so self-awareness is a huge pillar in emotional intelligence and um, like I mentioned emotional intelligence is huge and I think it's really huge in our ever-evolving digital world because as you know people like to say we're more connected than ever but less connected than ever um, I would argue that we 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 are both of those, but be through digital digital media and um, this digital age, we actually are building more and more connections. And they're yes, they are getting less deep, but we have the ability to build way more connections and way deeper connections. Um, unfortunately, a lot of people don't use that tool and use those tools to their full potential of actually building those. Like we can reach out to people we never could, like. Back in the day, our, you know, maybe our grandparents had like 10, 20 friends in their area that they knew and, and the only people they knew were in their small town or where they lived. And now we can reach out to, you know, anyone and anyone we, anyone that we want to wherever they are in the world. We can keep tabs on our family and build deeper connections with those who are overseas and things like that. So emotional intelligence is huge. Um, especially when it comes to success, I think we have to have a really solid grasp on who we are, like who are we as humans and as leaders, um, what builds us and you know what motivates ourselves or what motivates us to do what we do, how and that, that converts into how we can motivate others. So we really need to have a solid grasp on ourselves and be able to read ourselves so that we can then read and, and understand other people, which is really a driving factor of success is understanding other people. So there was actually a study undertaken by Cornell University, and it studied um, a, a large group of high-level executives. And what they came up with, or what their conclusion of this whole study was, was that self-awareness was the strongest predictor, like the number one strongest predictor of success. Um, and, and that includes like monetary and just workplace and career success. And I think that's just such a good, like it's just a great way how science, you know, came off the the assumption of self-awareness being so important and then they actually did the study and and this has shown and this isn't the only study that has been done on this and so it kind of drove why i wanted to make a podcast about this so self-awareness really helps us build compassion um, i think it helps us understand others because if we don't understand ourselves then how can we really be expected to understand others well? Um, especially if we think we understand ourselves well and we don't then we're going to really think that we understand others well and don't and make some really critical mistakes based on that. Self-awareness help us, you know, become more accepting and be a better friend, athlete, coach, leader, um, 
you know, business person, whatever that may be. So if there's anything that's a really great investment of time um, and that really will have solid ROI in your life is to invest in becoming more self-aware. And, and this is something that you hear a lot of top entrepreneurs and, and speakers and successful people talk about is, you know, don't do everything I say or everything I do, just replicate how self-aware I am. And I think that is so true. Like when I talk about things, like there are certain habits that I like to do and there are certain things that drive me, certain things that I view as success or balance, and they're totally different than what you view as as that. And if you try to follow what I am because you're not self-aware and you're like, okay, that's what I need to be doing, it's you're not gonna be happy with it. And the same goes if I try to follow what, you know, I see this successful person doing or someone else or, anything and it's not what I know is you know true to myself um, as being successful then it's not going to lead to a happy life which is truly what I think is success. Now building self-awareness is not easy it is a tough challenge and it does take us a lot of time it's why you know growing up as kids we bounce around from idea to idea we are easily um, not easily I don't want to use the word manipulated but we are easily persuaded into doing things, you know, peer pressure and things like that, because we haven't developed the maturity and the self-awareness to be really true to ourselves and know exactly who we are and what we want. And and one way, one, one thing to realize about that is that it, that's ever changing. That's always changing. And so that's something also to be self-aware about. So it's also very difficult because calming down and being present and like actually just being quiet and listening to yourself, diving into yourself, it, it's not easy. It's very difficult. And chances are you're going to find some things that maybe you don't like or maybe it's tough to face. But that's just part of building that self-awareness so that we can control our, our reactions and mindfulness is something that we can kind of throw into this whole thing of self-awareness like the world is so go 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 and we're very stimulated um, by the external world that it can be really hard to just sit back and like view our internal selves and our reactions to that external world it's hard to not be like you know be fully present on the outside and just dive deep into presence on the inside so something else that makes it very difficult to, to build self-awareness is cognitive bias. Now, cognitive bias is something that's going to tell us that we are very self-aware and we are great at everything we do when perhaps we're not so much. And vice versa, it could tell us that, you know, we know nothing and we are nothing and we are being a terrible friend and this and that when that's not true also. So uh, cognitive biases, I, I took a lot of critical thinking courses and some psychology courses in school. And uh, it's something that we really learned deeply about, especially when it came to, um, it, well, it came into ethics, came into communication, all types of things. And this is one thing that really we need to get over when it comes to building success or building self-awareness or any of those kind of things is getting rid of our cognitive bias. So just cognitive bias in general makes it very hard to get an accurate reading and understanding of ourselves um, as well as other people and just our surroundings in general. You know, for example, if we have the deep belief that we are um, a great friend, for example, and it might not actually be true, we just, everything we do, we're like, wow, I'm such a great friend. I'm giving so much. But in reality, maybe you're you're not. It's, it's very possible that you're not. I don't want that to seem harsh, but if we don't actually get the feedback from the other person or see all the perspectives, then our cognitive bias is going to say that, yeah, 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 we're this and move on and who cares? Don't think deeper about it. And additionally, cognitive bias, well, we'll be reading a book about being a good friend and we'll just think, yeah, I do this. Yeah, I do this. Yeah, I do this because you already think that you're a good friend. Like, for example, if you're listening to this now and, you know, you already think that you're very self-aware, you're going to say, I already do this, I already do this. And, you know, maybe you do, which is amazing, great. 
But I think if we go into everything, just thinking, let's learn from this and let's just absorb this information. And then afterwards we can review and be like, do I do this or do I not? And, and kind of take it in stride. Then that's much better than going in being like, I already do this. I have nothing more to learn from this. So another danger with cognitive bias is actually coming up with ideas for a business is, is something that we can really relate back into the difficulties of cognitive bias and um, how that actually harms us. And I, I actually was just talking to someone recently and they were upset with me about kind of being really harsh on their business ideas. And I was like, don't let that disregard or don't let that take away from you coming up with new ideas. Like, I love that you're creating ideas. However, um, we need to have someone who's, you know, telling, not being a yes person and actually just being like, these are the struggles that you might face. This is the other perspectives that could happen with this business and why it might not be the best idea. And, you know, I don't think there, there's any successful business idea that's become a big success that there weren't people early on who said it might not be. And it's important to have those people saying it might not be so that you can reflect on that and say, okay, how am I going to overcome this challenge? of, you know, some people who might not jump on board with this business right away or why um, people might not buy and things like that. And I think something that really built this for me since a young age was just coming up with more ideas and failing and learning from that failure. Like since I was 10 years old, I kept journals with business idea upon business idea. And I just would go on and on and on. I probably had like 10,000 business ideas and all of them probably when I wrote them down, I thought were amazing. And then I started being like, okay, I'm going to write down every idea, whether I think it's amazing or not. So that I just build the, the, you know, kind of build the, the signals in my brain to get over the cognitive bias and think of all the reasons why it won't work. So I want to be able to write a business idea down and get as quick to this is not a good idea as possible to move on to the next one or at least know all the struggles I'm going to face so that I can really see, okay, you know what, this still actually could work and be really great and then pursue it. Let's get back to the real roots of how you can build self-awareness. And um, there are a few really great tips that I've found, I found online and through my own research on self-awareness that I want to share with you guys. And so one of them is to spend more time alone. I think it's so important that we spend some of our time alone, um, not always surrounded by people and external stimulus, and um, to really dive into ourselves. And now we can cut into mindfulness and meditation and things like this are like these things are really great tools, but essentially just spending time alone and really being with your thoughts and diving into them is something that can really help us build self-awareness. When we're surrounded by people, we can get easily manipulated into thinking like, okay, you know, we're, we're like this person. This is exactly who we have to be. And maybe that's not who, who you are. You got to sit back and relax and be like, no, these are my skills and weaknesses. This is truly like what I know about myself and how I know I react and how I can help improve that. Um, another thing that we can do is take a course or read a book. Like, and, and maybe even just listen to podcasts just like this, like learning more about the world and everything external really helps you then take it and dive internally. Like I find I read a lot of books where I think, oh, I know this already, I know this already. But the process of reading it and then relating it into my own life and taking those things that I see or hear or read about and actually like assessing it back and hearing other people's stories is how I learn. It really helps you progress your learning by hearing other people's stories and then relating it back. If you don't have this kind of feedback loop in this process, it's going to be, it's just going to take a lot longer to build that process of self-awareness. Another thing is just to get feedback. Ask for feedback from your friends, your family, other people, and tell them that it can be negative. Let them tell you their true thoughts. Like don't surround yourself just with yes people. You need people who are going to tell you exactly what's going on, what they think, you know, honest from the heart thoughts. 
and be willing to kind of suffer through the process of taking negative feedback. I know it's difficult, but I really believe that taking negative feedback and being able to get over that as quick as possible, get over the ego, and like whether it's true or not, like someone could tell you you're doing this wrong when you know you're doing it right, but just being able to to take it in and think of why are they saying that? Where is that coming from? How does that affect me? Oh, is maybe I'm not doing it right or everyone's perspective on right is different. Like just learning those, those are the things you learn from being able to take the negative feedback and then use it and, and reflect on it. I really think that relationships and, and friendships and things like that, they're mirrors for us to, to be able to see ourselves better. Um, I know that that's been really true for me. I spend a lot of time alone. So, and I know that was one of the first tips was spend a lot of time alone, but on the vice versa, like we need a healthy balance of both because we learn a lot from being alone and we learn a lot from being around other people and being able to have both of those things, not maybe, maybe they're not the same time in your life, but you know, throughout your life is so important and critical to speeding up the process of building self-awareness. Um, another big thing is self-reflection habits. So this could be journaling and just writing things down. Um, if you can journal things and, and really write them down while you're feeling them and in the moment, this can help when you go back and reflect on them. Because again, cognitive bias or different things, you know, you look back and you're like, ah, no, I didn't have a bad week. You know, I had such a great week because I'm in a good mood right now. But then you look back and thought, oh, I did have some really down moments. And why was that? Or vice versa. You know, you're feeling down, but you actually did have an amazing week, but you weren't able to, you know, you're in the mood at the current moment to not think back that you did have such a good week and what went right and what you learned and things like that. So writing things down, it really helps you put something in front of you and kind of have it separated away from your thoughts and emotions and then reflect on it and be able to kind of comment on that as if you were just commenting on anyone else's um, writing, um, basically like whatever they're saying. <laughs> Lastly, just practice being a good listener. I think just, you know, being able to listen to other people um, and, and other opinions and stories and things like that, that helps you take that information and take that feedback or whatever it is into your own life and, and be self-aware. Um, if you're constantly saying, doing, and putting things out there, you're never getting, you know, that good information and feedback and content into back into you. You're just putting it out there and you're not, you know, taking the time to reflect and, and absorb it and take it in. So cycling back to the start, you know, we kind of reviewed self-awareness, why I think it's so important and important in the realm of emotional intelligence in general and just how it relates to success. Um, we discussed the Cornell study that showed us that uh, self-awareness was one of the biggest predictors of success in top executives, um, which I think is just so powerful. Um, of course, we talked a little bit of the challenges with cognitive bias and how cognitive bias can really... Um, impact our view on self-awareness and our view on ourselves and the external world. And then we talked about some tips on how to actually practice and build self-awareness yourself. And that involves, you know, spending time alone, um, learning, listening, hearing other people's stories, um, you know, getting a reflection of other people and being able to take negative and positive feedback. Um, also journaling and reflection and things like that were some things that we talked about. So if there's other things that you do to build self-awareness, um, I really do believe self-awareness comes from maturity and it's something that's like kind of a process as we grow as humans. I know like my self-awareness has increased based on, you know, I look back now, I'm like, all oh, those things really built it. But at the time I was not self-aware back then. So it's, it's definitely a process and something that we have to work on. Um, like most things, it's just not going to come. We got to work on it every day. So um, yeah, just let me know if you have any other tips, some other ways that you like to look at things or just your own feedback, whether you agree with me or you don't. I'd love to start a conversation at Natalie Alboard on Instagram, at The All In Project on Instagram. 
um, yeah, let's, let's talk. What's up, guys? Natalie here. I just wanted to thank you so much for listening to this episode. I also wanted to add that I create this podcast for free with the help of my marketing agency, 93 Agency, and it would mean so, so much to me if you did this one thing in return, and that is to go all in on your life. The whole purpose of this is to motivate and inspire you and um, give some actionable advice and interviews that kind of relate with that whole topic. And I just hope that you go all in on your life, you know, get that passion for your life. Um, We only have one life and it's so short. And then if you can pass it on to others, motivate and inspire others, and we can create this whole movement. That would mean so much for me. Um, Number two is follow me on social at Natalie Allport and at the All In Project. You can also check me out on YouTube. Um, Leave a review, leave comments on social, send me a DM. I love to connect. Um, Let's just keep building this and keep building the community and uh, keep sharing it around. So thank you so much for listening and I'll see you on the next one.